What's going on? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the 2021 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'm David Barnett. I got my lovely host, Pat Perry. We're ready to break down all the action tonight. We're going to have a wonderful show. We're going to talk about Brooks Kepka. We had a major uh, listener hit big this week. We're pretty pumped about that. Uh, we've got, we're going to give you the course breakdown, key stats, everything you need to know. Going to give you the DFS picks, our GPP plays, our fades. Uh, going to talk about some strategy this week. Really crappy field, but, you know, a lot of, a lot, a lot of money to be made out there. A lot of good contests going on. Got our outright picks, kind of first look for outrights, top 20 bets, those kind of things. We have a special guest joining us tonight, the host of Golf Subpar, Colt Nost, former PGA Tour player. He's going to be joining us a little bit later. He's on the ground at Pebble Beach. He's going to talk about the golf course. We're going to get his take on Jordan Spieth. Is he really back? We're going to have some fun with Colt Nost. It's going to be a good time. Uh, As always, the podcast presented by our friends at Fantasy National. We love Fantasy National. It's where we've gone for the last four years to get all of our stats, all of our data, all of our information about the PGA Tour. If you want course history, if you want stats, recent form, if you want to build a, a lineup optimizer, if you want to uh, you know, do some crazy stuff and you want it to be all clean data from the PGA Tour, licensed from the PGA Tour, straight from the ShotLink website, Fantasy National has you covered. Uh, it's legit data, which is important when you're you know, paying for services like this. You got to make sure the data is good. So go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and then put in promo code Tour Junkies in terms of where you heard about it and you get 20% off any membership level that you choose. They have weekly membership, monthly, annual. And whenever you sign up with the promo code for Tour Junkies, you, you keep the 20% off discount. So even if you start off weekly and you love it and you bump it up to the annual discount, you still get 20% off. We love Fantasy National and all the stats you hear from us tonight are courtesy fantasynational.com slash TJ. There we go, Pat. I am pumped about this evening. It's going to be glorious, my friend. It is the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro No-Am. They ain't no-ams, baby. It's all pros, pros only. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like every year in Augusta for the Masters, we have... We, so in Augusta, people don't know this. We have two really ratchet strip clubs. You know what I mean? Two just ratchet strip clubs downtown. And every year for the Masters, they, they ship in the high level strippers from somewhere else, you know, and it feels like all the amateur Augusta strippers, they just disappear. I think they they may have them. I don't know. They may have them locked up somewhere. They may send them on a vacation. I don't know what they do, but there's no ams. It's pros only. I don't know. I've never been, never been. Don't not necessarily endorsing that. I'm just telling you what I know, what I hear and what the buses that come flying through, uh, you know, I 20 look like. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to go that route early on here in the show, but you know what? I mean, you're right. I mean, that's what happens uh, in Augusta that week. Uh, But you know what? I'm looking forward to Pebble Beach. We only get two courses, which is kind of nice. Don't have to talk about three. And uh, yeah, ready to go. It's going to be a good show, man. I'm really looking forward to Colt Nose joining us. Um, He knows a lot about golf, obviously. And he's on site at Pebble Beach. He's going to get his COVID test, and then he's going to come hop on with us. So whenever he's available, he'll hop on. It'll be a good time. Producer Sam will bring him in. Podcast juice tonight, my usual little wild leap um, and some mixer, very little mixer. I got after it last night for the uh, Super Bowl, so I'm just going to kind of keep it going. What, what, do, you, uh, what do you have tonight? Same for me, uh, but I'm going with the wild leap uh little IPA here. This is the Transcontinental IPA from Wild Leap. 
Good stuff. I like it. But yeah, I'm going to kind of dial it back a little bit tonight. Um, I, I, like you, got after it. Not just last night for the Super Bowl, but all day playing golf. Mm. So yeah, we're going to kind of try to keep it chill tonight, this evening. We'll see what happens, though. You yeah, know, You never know what can happen. So, uh, love it. And for all of you watching live on YouTube, we appreciate you joining. Thanks for being part of the show. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and, and hit the like button. Throw up that thumbs up. You know what I mean? Leave us a comment. Here's what we've learned. Okay, we've learned that all of a sudden YouTube, there we go, all of a sudden YouTube really loves comments. So they don't care what you do. They just want you to comment. And we will unashamedly just ask you to comment. Um, now, you can comment whatever you want. Hopefully it's positive. But I would like to know, because Jordan Spieth is obviously a big uh, a big name going around right now after his Saturday 61 at Waste Management. Yeah. He's in the field this week at the Pebble Beach where he's won before. And we're going to talk in detail about him a little later. But with everybody just getting all in a tizzy about Jordan Spieth, and our, our own Ben Little, you know, in our group text, we had some, some back and forths with Ben about Jordan Spieth. I want to know in the comments, do you cheer for Jordan Spieth? That seems to be a polarizing question. It's like, hmm. it's like, do you, are you a, you know, are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? You know, uh, do you like, uh, I don't know, um, do you like crunchy peanut butter? I don't know, whatever it is. But do you cheer for Jordan Nobody, Spieth? Nobody, who likes crunchy peanut butter? Bro, you're Come freaking on. kidding me. Extra crunchy for me. Are no, you serious uh -uh. right now? You cannot put that in my mouth. I want some smooth, I, I won't put peanut it butter. in your mouth. I can tell you that right now. I'm not putting anything in your mouth. <laughs> but um, I want to know if you cheer for Jordan and the one re just one reason why or why not. That's it. If you don't cheer for him, why? If you do, why? So put that in the comments. That'll help us out. That's how you help out your boy DB and Pat. So if you you know if you like us, if you enjoy the show, which you probably I would think you do if you're watching this, go ahead and drop that in the comments. Now Jordan had a great Saturday, but Brooks Kepka and my man Pat Perry won. Well, you didn't win, but you you hit Brooks Kepka at fifty to one on the not that anyone really cares betting card. Pat, how do you feel? That's our second outright winner just in twenty twenty one alone at fifty mm -hmm. to one. I love it, man. Well, you know, feel pretty good about it. And this is what the thir third or fourth time that the uh, not that anyone cares card has hit the outright winner. Uh, I know we had Hovland last year. We had Swafford, maybe one or two others. So maybe, maybe you you, you should care, you know. Uh, but it's uh, now it comes out a little late on on Wednesday evening, so you got to be paying attention. Uh, or in the Nut Hut, I'll put it in there. So, uh, but yeah, I was excited to hit it. And look, here's the thing: you get a guy like Brooks Kepka at fifty to one odds, just hammer it. I don't care if he's missed some cuts and whatever else. Now. Jordan Spieth at 151 last week, maybe a little different because he just hadn't shown anything. But Kepka, he he just you got to take that number at 50 to one. So I, I want to start doing this, maybe not weekly, but semi regularly. I want to talk about lessons learned because I think something that you know is easy to talk about is successes, is you know the things you did well, whatever. But if you're betting on golf, if you're playing DFS, you got to look back and think about what did I do that I shouldn't have done or what could I have done differently. And one of the things I wrote down is you don't, and, and this is, you're going to hear this, you're going to go, duh. But you gotta, we got to be reminded of this sometimes. You don't count out the world's best when you get them at big numbers. Win equity, proven over time, always plays. Because Brooks is down there sandwiched, you know, He's sandwiched in there around some guys that were playing good right now, but 
we hadn't seen the win, right? We hadn't seen him come out and get it done. And when you have a guy, even coming off of three missed cuts, as talented as Brooks is, who does have legitimate win equity, that if he gets in the mix on a Sunday, if it happens, he can close the door. And there are plenty of guys around him at 50-1 to that maybe hadn't proven that yet. And so when you get a guy like that and you get him at that long number, which you, you know, you pounced on on Wednesday and you were like, I don't understand how you leave him off the card. And it's because of that win equity. So when you have a big name like that and you have that win equity that's proven over time, I think it's a lesson not to sleep on it. Let me add this to real quick and we can move on. But this is another reason too that I think you got to watch a lot of golf. And when you're, when you're thinking about your bets, when you're thinking about DFS, because he's, he showed signs of, uh, that that he wasn't that far off. And he talked about it, too. That's another thing. You watch some of these interviews leading up to the tournaments. He was healthy. You know, everything really pointed to him having the potential for a big week. And so you got to pay attention to that stuff, I think, you know, week in and week out. Watch a lot of golf. Watch these interviews. See how they feel. And it gives you a good uh, indication of what you might see for the week. Well, a couple other quick announcements. I mean, another guy who got on Brooks Kepka with you is our very own A.C., um, now, if you don't know AC, you're probably not a Nut Hut member. If you are a Nut Hut member, then you you probably have dreams about AC because he's literally in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's the first person to greet you when you join the Nut Hut for the first time. He's <laughs> he's on the Nut Hut. He's in the Nut Hut chat for all hours of the day. Our very own AC won the Pat Mayo Listener League for five grand and hit the Brooks Kepka outright bet. I know you and him both were touting Brooks on Wednesday night. And I think this is a great example of people needing to understand that the Nut Hut is not about me or Pat or Ben. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to only join the Nut Hut to hear from us, you're missing out. And let me just tell you, there are so many sharp people in the Nut Hut, including AC and others, uh, that whether we're in there or not, there's action going on in the Nut Hut 24-7, and you need to get with the program. For $10 a month, give me a break. $90 a year, give me a break. Go to tourjunkies.com, check out Golby's Nut Hut. Join us in the Discord chat. It's popping off all the time. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. People are making friendships up in there. We're connecting folks, you know. people. Are, it's COVID, man. You can't have a relationship with anybody these days. Now, it's still virtual, but you're making new friends. Who can say you made a new friend in 2020 or 2021? Damn near nobody can say that. You didn't make a new friend. I, I know you didn't because no, you aren't allowed out the house. But in, in Discord, we got friends now. You know, One of these days when we all get together, it's going to be a good time. You need to check out the Nut Hut and props to AC for not just winning the PME, uh, but also winning the Nut Hut Listener League, which guarantees him a spot in the finals uh, come summertime for a chance to, you know, get flown down here to Augusta and play some golf with me and you for a weekend. That'd be, that'd be a good time. Um, one last thing, we're still doing the Win My Clubs contest. So we started that last week. I'm really pleased to see the response so far. We got about 120 new uh, Apple Podcast reviews. Those have been fantastic. They've been very entertaining to read. Uh, it's going to be really tough to choose one. But you're getting my irons, my 2017 irons, uh, tailor-made, um, I can't even think about what they are right now, but we'll, I'll follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We'll, we'll put up a video. You're getting Pat's Driver, which is a, what is it, M3? It's an older one. It's the M3. It's M3. Yeah, the M3. And you're getting, some, uh, you're getting some swag, too. So it's for free, and all you got to do is go leave an Apple podcast review, five stars. You got to write a review, and uh, in the next few weeks or so, we'll announce a winner. I want to I get that number up there a little bit more. So go check out that. It's still contest is still running. Uh, details of, on my clubs and all that kind of stuff I'll post on social media. So I think that's I think that's it, Pat. Are you ready to get into this? 
Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about the two golf courses that we have for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Noam. Well, yes, two courses this week only. We are dropping Monterey Peninsula. Sorry, Monterey, but uh, you're off the you're off the ro- rotation this week. But we got 156 players in this field. They are going to make the cut after 36 holes. So typically it's 54 when it's an amateur event, but this year it's going to be 36 holes. Top 65 and ties will make the cut. We start with Pebble Beach, which is the uh, star of the show, and that is the main course this week. They will play it on Thursday or Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday if they make the cut. It is a par 72 playing just over 6,800 yards, so not very long. But the teeth of this course is definitely these greens and around the greens. They are very small. They are very undulating. They don't get them too quick. Um, now, I wonder if they're going to be a little bit quicker this year because there's no amateurs, and yeah. so I think they might they might toughen it up a little bit more. And not you know, typically they run about like ten on the centimeter, ten and a half. I think they might get them a little bit quicker. But you got tiny greens; they're very tough to hit. I think strokes gained approach is definitely key. Greens and regulation. This is definitely a second course uh, or second shot golf course. Um, you look at you know, the scoring, I do think it's going to be a little bit more difficult this year. And and if you do miss the greens, I do think you're going to have to scramble well. We saw that many times in years past here. We saw that at the U.S. Open a few years ago when Gary Woodland won and Justin Rose just was scrambling his butt off all over the place. I think that's scrambling important his as butt well. off all over the place. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Spyglass Hill, 7,000 yards, another par 72, also Poana greens. And, you know, I mean – it's definitely going to be the one that you want to score on. It, it is a little bit easier, but yeah, I wouldn't sell mm. it short. It's still a, it's still a tough course, and you know you got one of the keys on both of these courses is scoring on the par fives. You're going to get four par fives on each one, so I think that's going to be important. So for me, stats are going to be par five scoring. I'm looking at course history in recent form, scrambling, stroke, strokes gained approach. I think is going to be important, and I will look at. Uh, some POA stats as far as uh, historically over a longer period of time. Looking at your past champions now, we've seen some long shots. We might be back to long shot season this week. We had Nick Taylor last year at twenty uh, in 2020. We had Phil Mickelson in 2019, his third win. Ted Potter in 2018, my goodness. Jordan Spieth in 2017, and then Vaughn Taylor in 2016. And we got DJ back this week, coming from all the way down there in Saudi Arabia. So he is back. He has won this tournament twice in 2009 and 2010. So there you go. Fantastic course breakdown there, Patrick. Uh, that was splendid. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I do think it's going to play tougher. I think you're right with uh, with no amateurs playing. It's it's probably going to set up that way. I I think Spyglass and Pebble play pretty equally, and and I mean, depending on weather. I think Spyglass can play just as tough um, as Pebble. And obviously weather being a big factor, so we're going to want to keep an eye out on that. Right now it does look like it could be soft, but there's it looks to be some windy conditions that are, are stirring up, so you're going to want to pay attention to that. You know, looking at, um, you know, at the scoring here, I, it looks like we're going to get a winner somewhere in that 17 to, you know, maybe 16 to 19 or 20 under even um, with the weather looking like it is right now. But you had big bombs, man. You had Nick Taylor win at 160 to 1, Ted Potter at 500 to 1, Vaughn Taylor at 300 to 1. But then you got, you know, like you mentioned, some of these other winners at pretty short numbers like Phil and Jordan, Snedeker and Walker when he won. So uh, interesting. It is a pretty weak field, so I think we're more likely to see a long number win if it's not DJ. 
which by the way, DJ like historically stupid low odds this week coming in at like three and a half or four to one. Um, that's that's it's not surprising the way he's been playing. I mean, it's not. It's, and in a field like this, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a little it's a little jarring though. I will say that it's a little jarring. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, Pat. Before we get into the picks, we talk about this all the time. We love our friends over at Wine Access. They are hooking folks up with a wine experience unlike any other. I actually had a new wine experience this week, Pat. But there's a big world of wine to discover. Uh, you know, it can be tough to choose a bottle. Don't worry. Wine Access takes out all the guesswork. Here's what happened to me. You know, I don't eat a lot of red meat anymore. You know, I just don't. I mean, I'll eat a steak every now and then for sure. But I don't eat a lot of it. I don't eat a lot of hamburger meat anymore. I eat a lot of chicken. And I was like, you know what? I want some wine with some chicken, but I don't want white wine. I don't like white wine. I want red wine. Mm. So all I had to do, you go to Wine Access, and I literally could search by pairings. And so I put in, hey, give me that give me that chicken that chicken bone, you know, that chicken meat. And give me a wine for the chicken meat. And they they give me one, and I found a red wine. It's uh, it was the Caro Con Pinot Noir, and I paired it with the chicken. And I didn't even have to. You can actually enjoy it right away. It tells you you don't have to let it breathe. You could just pop it open and get on to it. And guess how mm. much that bottle of wine was, Pat? I'll let, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty dollars. It was twenty dollars, man. Twenty dollars mm-hmm. for the Caro Can Pinot Noir. Wine access makes it easy. Whether you're a beginner, a connoisseur. You learn about which wines. Uh, it's it's super easy. They have a, a massive decorated team of wine experts with over twenty thousand wines a year, and only one out of eighteen make the cut. They only select the finest wines. They've got all their master sommeliers and all that stuff over there. They're they're sharp folks. So whether you're looking to spend fifteen bucks or triple digits on a bottle of wine, they equip you with the knowledge and the stories behind each bottle, taking all the guesswork out. Okay. Plus, if they fail to impress, Wine Access will credit that bottle, no questions asked. So we want you to check out Wine Access and explore the world of wine as well. So we worked on this exclusive offer just for our listeners, 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order. That's a great deal for these bottles of wine. Just go to wineaccess.com slash tour, and your discount will be applied at checkout. That is 20% off at wineaccess.com slash tour. And if you like chicken and red wine, get you that Caro Con Pinot Noir, baby. You know what I mean? That Pinot Noir, Noir. No weir. And you don't even have, you can just let it, you can just open it up. You don't have to let it breathe, which is, you know, if you're in a jam and you need to hurry up and get a bottle you of wine. You need to go. You got yeah. Yeah. The last thing you want to know is like, dang, dude, I got to let this thing sit for 40 minutes. Um, All right, let's get into this. We're going to talk DraftKings here. First off, we're going to give you three GPP plays in the 9K and above range, as well as a fade. Now, Pat, we talked about DJ, right? Big time favorite coming in here. Can't lay clearly the next man down, but you got to pay 12K for DJ, which we haven't seen a whole lot of 12K action on DraftKings lately. Uh, but it looks like DK pricing is going to go ahead and say, "Hey, you want DJ? You're going to have to you're going to have to pay up." Now, the thing is, though, in his last two years at Pebble Beach, when he's gone to Saudi to play in the old money grab over there in Saudi Arabia, he has finished T45 and T32 making the trip over from Saudi to Pebble, a place where, yeah, he has tremendous history, but the last two years after playing Saudi, it's not good. And you got to figure, where's the motivation, right? Like, dude already got broke off just to go play, just to show up. And then he just went over there and pretty much dominated, um, hit the ball tremendously well. 
won, got the winning prize money, and now he's flying back to Pebble. He doesn't have to have all these, you know, amateur obligation sponsor. He's not having to deal with his freaking father-in-law, Wayne Gretzky, holding him back for six-hour rounds and stuff. I kind of feel like he's going to coast through this one. I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. I'm not playing DJ. He's my fade in this range. That's the first decision you got to make when you're playing this week is, am I going to play DJ? I'm not. He's the fade. Now, there's definitely a – it's a weak field. We've already talked about that. It's a really weak field. And I will say I hate the 6K range. I'm going to give you like a few names in the 6K that I would maybe sniff, but I'm not a fan of the 6K range whatsoever. And when I try to build a lineup with DJ in it, I just – I don't like it. I don't I don't want it. So – for that reason, I'm out on DJ. What are you going to do with DJ? Uh, I am out too. I do okay. not. Uh, and and I think the main reason is I don't. I try not to get too involved with some of the travel narratives and stuff like that. I get it though. I think it makes sense. But I'm like you as far as strategy this week. It is very hard for me to take DJ and then from where you got to start after that. And the 6K range does not. It, it does not interest me at all. I I, I hate the six K range, and, and usually there's a several guys that I can find in there that I'm just gonna that I can pinpoint. But it, it was very tough, so I'm out on DJ. Not gonna play him, and I think it's a very good point what you talked about the last couple of years that he's played in Saudi and then come over here. He hasn't been as as good here. So I, I just I think that to me when you look at you know when you're playing your lineups this week with this being a little bit weaker field I think you can definitely play it a little bit more balanced and so uh, that's probably what I'm going to do as far as strategy is concerned because to tell you the truth a lot of these guys over 9k don't interest me all that much actually the whole damn field doesn't really interest me that much but anyway <laughs> you got to take some guys so we'll talk about them well okay I'll, I'll go ahead and, and roll out some of my plays here I am going to play um a couple names over over 10K. I'm going to play Paul Casey, and I'm going to play Daniel Berger. I love Paul Casey's form here recently. Just won over on the European Tour. Um, Casey's playing super, super well. I feel like he's his confidence is, is, at, a, is at a peak. Um, so one of the things I did on Fantasy National is I narrowed it down. I looked in the last four years, only on Pebble Beach and only on Spyglass. So I could eliminate Monterey Peninsula, I looked at strokes gain, ball striking, all the strokes gain categories, putting on those surfaces. And Paul Casey, in the last four years on just those two golf courses, has nine rounds logged, and he's fifth in this field in strokes gain, ball striking. 25th off the tee, ninth in approach. Um, I really like Casey here at 10-4. It feels like a good, a, a good, uh, you know, a good spot for him to, to get another win here. I mean, I think he's going to keep riding the hot form. I'm going to go to Daniel Berger. He was average 22% owned last week, okay? 22% owned. He trunk slammed, and he screwed me up. I, I, he ticked me off. I think he missed the cut right on the number. It was close if it wasn't on the number. The, it was. The irons completely failed him. He lost three strokes with his irons. He hasn't lost three strokes with his irons since the 2019 Safeway in September, okay? That, it was very, very – it was mucho not good, Okay. He putted fine. He hit the ball off the tee fine. The irons were awful. I don't see that trend continuing this week. He comes to uh, a, a place that I think he's got. I mean, I'm looking here, three rounds log, so not a not a big not a big sample size between these two courses. But played him well when he when he did. Ball striking, he's 18th in this field, 12th in uh, or 20th in approach. He's a good scrambler. 
He's actually not bad on Poa either, uh, if you look at his splits. He's, he's not terrible on Poa. So I'm going to go with Berger and hope that some people pivot off uh, after the 22% average-owned missed cut. And then I'm going to go to Jason mother-effing Jason Day at 9,500. And I'm probably just going to, you know what, maybe I'll just have a free weekend is probably what I'm setting myself up for is Paul Casey at 10-3 and Jason Day. I, I'm, but I'm willing to risk, I'm, I'm, I'm a risky biscuit this week. I'm going to risk it. He's got a tremendous record at Pebble. He loves Pebble. And when you look at how he's played, yes, he's missed his first two cuts coming off the break, miscut the farmer, miscut at the waste management. But the waste management, he lost five strokes putting, which does not happen. That That's also a massive anomaly, similar to the Daniel Berger iron play. He has not lost five strokes on a put on putting in a given week since, yikes. I mean, I'm going, he lost 4.9 in the 2013 Bridgestone. That's, the, that's what I can find last. He does not do that. He puts great on POA. It's the best surface he's has he has in his career is POA. At the waste management, gained two and a half strokes with the irons, gained strokes around the green, like 3.7 strokes T to green. Like he was hitting it fine. You know, the farmers he shook the rust off. I feel like this is an interesting spot for J Day. Maybe you get him a little less on. Maybe people are still afraid to play him. So I'm out. That's it. Well, okay, well, you know, I my official fade, even though I did say I was going to fade DJ, was not DJ. It was Jason Day at 9,500. I don't Ooh. like him this week. I know he's got incredible good history here. But, look, the guy's just not been playing well at all lately. I mean, you look at his last few events, it's been pretty terrible. His irons have been terrible. He's 126 in the field in strokes gained approach, 94th in ball striking. Yes, he's a good scrambler, and I do think that's important here. You know, his he's 78th in par five scoring. He does putt well in POA. I'll give you that. But I'm just not a big fan of Day here at 9,500. I will say this. I think you might get a little bit lower ownership, but I don't care. Well, I'm out on him. According to some people in the chat, um, you know, it says, like, G. Renz says that everyone and their mother loves J. Day. I don't know if he's listened to, if he's already listening to stuff, reading stuff. But maybe everyone and their mother does love. If if people's moms also are loving J Day, that may mean ownership gets pushed up above that you know eighteen percent number. We'll we'll see. Um, so G yeah. Ren, I think, to think it's that. it's obviously the history that's that's going to put you on him. I mean, it's in pretty incredible. Top fives in his last four starts here. So, so also um, in the chat, Brian Halverson and Nuthut member is dying for us to make a bet, Pat, because apparently he has tasted a matcha tea drink from Starbucks that he thinks is the grossest thing in the world. And since we have early disagreement on Jason Day. Brian Halverson is calling for a Jason Day matcha tea bet. So, would you like to would you like to place a wager on that? And uh, the loser has to consume whatever this matcha tea thing is and give it a review. Sure, I'll do that. What do you, What do you think? What do you think? He, you know, how bad do you think he's going to be? Like, what are you expecting here? I mean, obviously well, for the I price, he, it I doesn't necessarily mean you think he's going to miss the cut. No, I don't think he's going to miss a cut, but I would say um, he will not finish in the top 20. Top 20. Will you give me a top 25? That's a good number. Top 25 is a good round number. People don't, you know, people on the PJ Tour, they're like, oh, how many top 10s? How many top 25s? You know, nobody's saying top 20. 
He's coming off a of two missed. I, I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you that. But since I will say, the first thought that came to my mind was T twenty five. So, so I'll I'll give you a little leeway there, and we'll go we'll go T twenty five. I think he finishes outside of the of the top twenty five. Okay. All right. So top twenty five or better, you're drinking the matcha tea drink that Halverson's telling us about. And if it's uh, if it's worse than top twenty five, then I'm drinking it. I just don't. I I, I just am not a believer in Jason Day, despite the history. This Listen, week. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not either, you know. So, I, but I'm just I I think I think there's there's reason for optimism, and with the history and, you know, may, maybe you know maybe uh, maybe I'm a little I'm seeing Brooks come off of three missed cuts and he puts it together and you see a day come off of two missed cuts he comes to a place where he's got a little a little history a little romance maybe he puts it together so that that's all. So continue continue your. Okay. Anyway, where 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 were we here? Um, all right. Starting at the top, though, I do like Patrick Cantlay at eleven three. You look at the stats here. He's, I mean, I mean, top twenty in ball striking. He's number one in the field in strokes gained around the green. Par five scoring. He's top fifteen. Checks the box in greens and regulation. Um, you know, you look at his last start here. He was t eleven. He's obviously in really good form. And I, you know, I. I faded him a couple weeks ago at the Amex, which was terrible. And and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I gotta play some Cantley. I have to, and I think he's gonna have a good week. So I will play him. I also like Berger at 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 his price at 10-1. I'm with you there. And then I like Francesco Molinari down there near the bottom at 9,300. He's a guy that we've seen some good recent form from. Finally, uh, kind of getting back in the swing of things after not having a great year at all in 2020. I think this is a perfect course for him, even though. I don't think he has any history here, but I still think that this is a great course for Molinari. So I like him at 9,300. I will play him in GPPs. So there you go. I like Molinari. I, I'm already seeing a lot. Of, I saw a lot of talk about him on Twitter today. I feel like he is going to be uber chalk, but uh, I do like him. We don't do the cash picks anymore, but if you were going to have a cash lineup, I don't mind starting one with Molinari. But I do think he's already getting a ton of chatter. Uh, he lives in L.A. now, so he's he's more acclimated to West Coast stuff. Poa, uh, obviously, he's been playing very well. Just from a a, a profile and a course profile, a course fit, he fits the you know what what it takes to play well here at Pebble. So I like the call, but I do think Monari comes in extremely chalky th- this week. Maybe he's a chalk bomb. Maybe Ben makes a case for him being a chalk bomb. I don't know. I see that Ben is in the chat for for once. Yeah, how about and that? And he's he's commenting about Spieth because he just can't get over it. Here's the thing about Ben, guys. If you want to know about Ben and Spieth, he just wants to be right about Spieth because he's been talking about how bad Spieth has been for like two or three years. Ben, you've already been right. You've proven yourself right. You don't have to keep talking about it anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of it. God. So Spieth I mean, we talked. We talked about Spieth. We're gonna have Colt Nost on here pretty shortly. Yeah, we'll ask we'll him. Get, we'll get Colt's opinion. Um, but it was definitely it was definitely interesting to see number one in the field in strokes gain approach at the waste management. Absolutely dog bad off the tee. And that was whether he had driver in hand or not. I saw some people talking on Twitter today like, oh, well, he doesn't have to hit driver at Pebble. Well, he may, number one, because, you know, it's going to be cooler. The course is going to be softer with some rain expected. If they push some of these tees back because we don't have amateurs, it may play a little bit longer. And it doesn't matter. Like, he was spraying hybrids and fairway woods off the tee last week. So, 
Well, then he would still be in the crap, and he'd hit it to like five he feet. He would. The, the irons were on. The irons were it's, on. It's like an adventure watching him hit off the tee. Off the tee. It's kind of fun. You're it like, well, okay, what's going to happen here? It really is a lot. It, it is. I imagine it's what like a really, really good golfer sees when they're playing golf with me off the tee, because that is the worst part of my game is like controlling the ball off the tee. So I, I feel like that's the same. That that's a similar thing. Um, I guess neither one of us are playing Jordan Spieth. I think we need to answer that question now. Currently, I am not. If Colt, if Colt, and I know Colt's kind of a Jordan Homer, so unless Colt delivers some, you know, really compelling news, maybe it throws me on it. But I'm interested to see the ownership on him. Uh, I'm interested to see how the ownership moves on him throughout the week because I do think it will move. But for now, I, I don't think I can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, let's go on to the 8K range. All right, 8K, I'm going to I'm gonna make this snappy. I like the 8K range a good bit. Uh, by the way, are you proud of me that I didn't mention Cam Davis at 9,000? 9, I am, I am. That took a lot of restraint, um, but you know what? I don't think he's a bad play. But anyway, go ahead. He may or may not get a mention from me later in the show. Uh, in the 8K range, there's a, there's a lot of names in here I actually like. I, I do like a lot of names in here. It's tough to narrow them down, but I, I might go ahead and eat a little chalk here. I think with my burger play, my Casey play, I'm going to get a little bit of leverage, and then and then in the 7K range, hope to do the same. So I'm going to chalk it up a little here. I, I'm going to pay for Kevin Streelman at 8,900. I've liked Kevin Streelman here lately. Um, th- this place, he just completely owns this place. I mean, he he, he owns it. He's coming off. Is he going to be any different though that he doesn't have Larry Fitzgerald? He doesn't have Fitzy playing with him. Maybe that's going to that could that could he could struggle. I didn't think about that. Um, I don't know. 22nd at the waste management where he gained almost five strokes on approach with the irons. 37th at the farmers. Um, You know, he's just got an amazing record here. Putts best on POA, plays well in windy conditions, according to Fantasy National. Uh, and just tremendous record here in terms of the the stats at Strictly Pebble and Spyglass. He's number four in this field putting on those two courses over the last four years in terms of strokes gained. So I'll eat the chalk with Strillman and pay up at 8,900. You got to get used to paying up some big numbers for guys that you're normally used to, you know, playing in the sevens with such a weak field. And I'm going to hop on our boy, you know, my fellow Champions Retreat member, Henrik Norlander, call me a homer, but Henrik's hitting it great. He said on our show that come that third, fourth, even fifth event in a row, which is what he has this week, he continues to play well. He likes playing a lot of events in a row. Um, And he's just hitting the ball so well. And this is a place that actually I think fits him better than any course he's played thus far in 2021. You know, we played with Henrik. Yes, he hits it a long way compared to us, but he's not super long. You know, so he he, he doesn't need a Torrey Pines. Uh, and even the waste management is really a bomber's track. So he comes to a place where length isn't as critical. But I like him on small greens because he's one of the best iron players on the PGA Tour. And you put him on small greens, he's going to hit a lot more greens and a lot more greens in regulation than a lot of other people. And I love that. 22nd place finish at the Waste Management, a second at the Farmers before that, 12th at the Amex before that. I mean, Hendrick's on a roll right now, and I think you play him. So that's that's my guy. My fade is going to be James Hahn. I like James Hahn, but I'm going to fade him. Poor record here. He's only made four of nine cuts. Uh, he sucks on POA. That's his worst putting surface, despite being kind of a West Coast guy. And also, according to Fantasy National over his career, he sucks in the wind. So he got a lot of hype on Sunday late when he had a chance, and he, he dropped the ball. 8K, James Hahn, I think I'm out. Okay, I don't like the Hahn fade. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of a Hahn fan, but um, I will start why? up why? there at the top, and I, I like some... Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I like old Max Homa at 8,800. He's a guy that has been playing really well, and he's just kind of closed bad in a few uh, of his last couple tournaments where he, he was in contention. So like Max Homa, you know, you look at the last two times he's played here, T10 back in 2019. He was uh, T14 back in 2020. Is a guy that's just, you know, he's a West Coast guy, Cali kid. So I think Max Homa could have a really good week. And again, like I said, he is just in great form at 8,800. I like him there. And then I'm going to go back to my boy Cameron Tringali. Now, he's another one. He's kind of like you don't want to pay 8500 That seems so expensive for him. But look, the guy has been in very good recent form. He's made the cut here the last few years here. Uh, you look at the stats. He's 22nd in the field in ball striking, top 30 in approach. He's top 10 in greens and regulation. He is 12th in the field in par 5 scoring. Putts pretty well on Poa Greens also. So I like my boy Cameron Tringali there at 8,500. And then my fade, again, a guy I was in love with last year at the beginning of the year, and he came, he showed up pretty well for me, but that's Alex Norin at 8,300. I just don't like – I mean, you look at his ball striking, it's horrible. He's near the bottom of the field in ball striking and approach. Also Greens and regulation. Uh, he's 98th in the field and putting on Poa. Just not a fan of old Alex Norn there at 8,300. I will fade him. Now, you know. Can't believe what I'm hearing there. Cannot believe yeah. it. I kind of like Sorry. Norn. I kind of like him. Okay. I can't believe you just faded Alex Norn. That's that's nuts. Um, I think I did it already once this year, but maybe not. I was all over him last year. He was like my favorite player at the beginning of the year. Hmm, yeah, he was. You were all over him for sure. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get into the 7K range, Pat. Three GPP plays and a fade. I'll let you start here. All right. Well, I'm going to start uh, with the Georgia boy, Chris Kirk. I like him this week at 7,900. I think this is a, another course that's perfect for his game. We've seen him, seen, seen him play well recently. He is a great ball striker, great in strokes gained approach, a good scrambler. So I think uh, I think Chris, this makes a lot of sense here at 7,900 for Chris Kirk. And then right beneath him, Peter Malnati at 7,800. Mm. I think he's, it's another you know, he was top 15 here last year. He's got two top 15s in his last three starts. You look at the stats also, another great ball striker, 13th in the field in approach, good scrambler, 22nd in par five scoring. So I think Peter Malnati makes a ton of sense there at 7,800. And then I'm going to drop down to 7,300, and I'm going to go with Bo Hogue. Mm, I talked him up last week. Yeah, I think, and he he obviously showed out pretty well. As a matter of fact, our boy AC, who we were talking about in the that that took down the Mayo contest, he uh, I think he had him in his lineup. I could be wrong, but I pretty I'm pretty sure he did. Yes, he another did. guy's a, a great scrambler, top fifteen in greens and regulation, seventh in par five scoring. I like Bo Hogue at seventy three hundred, and then my fade is going to be uh, Rory Sabatini at. 7,600. Another guy we've seen playing fairly well recently, though, but missed the cut last week. I just hate this week. I'm just, I hate him. So I'm not okay. taking him. Okay. This week you hate him. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll try to make this quick. I do like the Malnati play. I was going to mention him. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting spot for him. He's just playing at a different level right now. I'm going to give you a little GPP play here that I don't think a lot of people are going to be on. At, uh, at 7,700, I'm going to play Rafa Cabrera Bello. Not a lot of people maybe have been paying attention mm. to what he's been doing on the European tour, where he finished fourth at the Abu Dhabi, 35th at Dubai, 33rd last the Wabi, week. The Wabu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. 
Okay, I, I thought you said the Wabu Dhabi. Um, 33rd last week. Missed the cut here last year, but plays it almost every year. Has for the last few years. Prior to last year, a 22nd and a 26th place finish. Uh, kind of his best spots at this golf course. But, um, you know, if you look at just his performance at Pebble and Spyglass over the last four years, he's uh, 18th in this field in strokes gained approach. It comes down to the putter for Rafa. So hopefully he can get some putts rolling. That would be uh, that'd be good to see. But I think he's going to be a low-owned guy in this upper 7K that a lot of people are going to not be interested in. Um, because I think, I, you know, there's a bunch of names up here that people are going to want. So I think he's an interesting pivot play. Joel Damon, this is the week to play Joel. We had Gino on here a few weeks ago. I've already seen some folks in the chat asking if this is the week to play Joel. Uh, according to our sources currently, it is the week to play Joel. So uh, this is a shorter course. Of course, he can use his, his wedges. His accuracy plays more to his advantage. He likes this golf course. Um, so I think this is the week to release the Damon. However, if for whatever reason we believe that to not be the case, we will communicate that within the nut hut. So I do think Damon is a nice play here. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go with old homeless hubs, man. Our, our boy, Mark mm. Hubbard with our friend Kyle Peters on the bag as your, as your looper. He loves this place. He got engaged on the grounds of Pebble Beach. He's talked about how he's played Spyglass Hill a ton. Uh, he's very familiar with this golf course. Uh, you know, very comfortable here. And he played well. I mean, first-round leader. Wasn't he first-round leader? He was tied for the first-round lead at Waste Management after round one. That would be first-round leader. Ended up finishing 30th. Uh, irons are hot right now. I think this is an interesting spot for Homeless Hubs and a spot that he could uh, he could, he could could actually come up and win. So I think he actually gives you a little bit of win equity down there at a really reasonable price at 7200 Not sure where the ownership's going to fall on him, but I'm sure it's not going to be like, anything over like five or seven maybe percent i'm gonna fade Patton kazire he's been playing good okay despite making his last nine cuts i'm still gonna fade him he's never played here before and i i don't know why he's playing maybe i don't know why he's playing maybe he just wants to keep the heater going because he is playing okay but this is not a spot where typical southern boys who love bermuda you know do well, and that's that is Patton Kazire. Um, he does not putt well on POA historically, and even over his last 24 rounds, despite making his last nine cuts, he's 93rd in the field in approach and 114th in the field in opportunities gained. That scoring stat from Fantasy National that we love to see. So, I, I don't know about Kazire this week, I'm not really feeling that one. He will be my fade in the 7k range. I'm excited now because, um, we're, we're wrapping the end of the 7k. We're going to get into the 6K range, but before we do that, we have our very special guest, uh, the host of Golf Subpar, Mr. Colt Nost. Producer Sam, you can bring him up, bring him up, bring him up. There he is. You got us, Colt? What's happening, guys? How you doing? Good, man. What's How up, are you? Colt? Oh, everything's great. Just got to Pebble Beach and just settling in. Did you get your COVID test? I did. Praise there, God. Uh, the CBS things, you know, they, they do it right. They come to the room, and I'll find out in the morning. But until then, I get to oh, hang out here and talk to you guys. Dang, they knock on your door. They bring you some chocolates and a little cotton swab up your face. That's pretty Just cool. the cotton swab. They left the chocolates at home. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, man, it's good to have you, Colt. Uh, thanks for joining the Tour Junkies podcast. Colt, obviously, the uh, as we mentioned, the host of Golf Subpar, as well as, uh, you know, graving the sleaze on SiriusXM and also doing a fantastic job 
on the golf course reporting on these events, man. It's been really fun to listen to you on the course coming, you know, coming at it from a former player's angle. You know a lot of these guys. You have a great rapport with these guys. We enjoy hearing you on the show, you know, or on the broadcast. And I know a lot of our listeners do too. You're doing a good job. Thank you so much. You know, it's, it was a blast um, at, at the Farmers a couple weeks ago. Looking forward to this week. Going to be out there quite a bit. Well, and it's it's fun. I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, you, you do a great job. We'll get to Pebble in a second. I think we got to ask you the first question. It's very hot right now on the Twitter streets, as I know you you peruse from now and then. Um, your boys with Jordan Spieth. We all saw what he did. In Colt Nost, uh, you know, objective opinion is Jordan Spieth back? Uh, I don't think he's back. Um, it, but he's. I thought there was a lot of positives last week. The driver still concerns me with him, um, but the iron play was fantastic last week. I think it was. he was first in strokes gained approach. Um, he was 13th in putting, which the putter doesn't get talked about enough, I feel like, right now. Um, the, it's just always the ball striking, but he has not been putting the way he normally does. And so that was a good sign to see him make a few. Sunday was a tough day, though. I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him. I mean, you could tell the crowd was behind him. Um, and he just, he never looked comfortable to me, in my opinion. I went out there and watched him, um, but he's, it's, it's getting better. He, as bad as he played starting out Sunday, he still had a chance with four holes to play. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, for sure. Colt, we, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I've got to first say that, uh, you have entered there. There's new lingo in, in my world and that is get amongst it. Cause, cause I, <laughs> I watch the show all the or listen to the show all the time. You always say we're going to get amongst it. So I'm, I'm happy to get amongst it with you this evening, mm. but let's talk about Pebble beach. I know you've got a lot of experience, not only playing it, but, uh, you know, more recently when you're commentating on it. So tell us about Pebble, like how you think it's going to play this week. I wonder if it's going to play a little bit harder because there are no amateurs, uh, you know, in the field. So what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, I, I do agree with you. They can definitely use some different pins because of not having the amateurs um, in the field. The weather out here, you know, the forecast changes every single day. So as of right now, I mean, my phone's telling me, there's a good chance of rain on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday looks like the worst day, which is unfortunate. Um, we're looking at like 15 to 25 mile an hour winds, but that's as of right now. But yeah, but they never have the rough up too high out here. You know, I mean, most of the people that, that play here are paying quite the fee to play Pebble Beach. So they don't <laughs> want to beat them up too bad. But, um, you know, it's it's not going to be warm. I mean, the highs are in the 50s. It's going to play long. I mean, even though Pebble Beach is around 7,000 yards, it plays crazy long. I was just playing an event out here um, right before Thanksgiving, and it's uh, it's just such a treat to be out here. What do you think is sort of the the perfect type player for Pebble Beach? Like, what do they have to do well the most? Like, the most important thing this week? I think the iron play because I mean, if you look at the greens, are as small as any place on the PGA Tour, um, other than probably Hilton Head. And I mean, it's just some guys are just never comfortable putting on Poana, but I mean. I don't want to just cop out and say, oh, it sets up well for Dustin Johnson because every place on the planet sets up well for Dustin Johnson, especially the way he's playing. But if you look at, you know, past history, a lot of the same guys play well here. So, you know, obviously we talk a lot of fantasy golf. We talk a lot of gambling on golf. And, you know, but golf is literally the most variable game out there as far as how to predict it and who's going to win and things like that. What, what is something you think, golf handicappers that you may listen to either overlook or overvalue when it comes to maybe predicting the, the outcome of, of a tournament? Well, I think as we saw last week, I would say it's recent form. 
I mean, Brooks Kepka missed three straight cuts on the PGA Tour, and then he goes out and shoots 19 under and wins. I mean, that's just how good the guys on the PGA Tour are. They can find something on the range Tuesday, Wednesday, or even maybe Thursday morning, something that clicks, and they're off and running for a month or two. Uh, so I just think everybody's like, oh, he, so-and-so's playing bad. He hasn't played well in a while, which in some cases that is true. But, you know, you come to a golf course you really like, or like I said, you find a little something in your golf swing um, throughout the week, and you're off and running. Can you think of a time when you were playing that that happened to you? Like something little that you just found? Um, yeah, I mean, there's been several times throughout my career. Um, I remember when I was I was coming back, I think from, it was in 2016, I played Charlotte the week before because I took a couple weeks off because uh, my hand was bothering me. Came out in Charlotte and lit it up on fr- lit it up for me around Quail Hollow. Shooting 68 was, was a good yeah. round for me around that place because it's just such a monster. But that just, um, I, I played pretty solid there, and that led in to the Players' Championship where, where I finished third, and then I finished third the next week at Byron Nelson. Um, and it's just, it's always something just little here and there where it's just a little feeling, maybe in, um, you know, at the top of your swing, maybe it's a little feeling off the takeaway. You just, you just never know. But, I mean, you, you can go on runs for weeks if you just find that feeling um, that you can kind of just get down and feel really comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, so Pat, you know, six years into this, man, we're still really stupid for trying to figure this out every week. Uh, it's basically <laughs> yeah. what, we're, what it's coming down to. Colt, uh, let's we're gonna get a pick from you, man. We, we're, you're gonna be a celebrity picker from for tonight. Um, you know, if you don't hit it, we won't chirp at you. I promise. I don't know about our listeners; they may. If you do hit it, we'll tell tales of your wisdom all across the Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok streets because I'm TikTok famous. Uh, we'll okay. work that in. If, uh, you know, give me, give me like your favorite, your favorite kind of outright on the card if you had to pick one. And then give me like a long shot. Give me a, a bomb that you look at. You know, you had Ted Potter win here at like 500. To yeah. Win. Give me yeah, one of those Nick guys Taylor. too. Yeah, Nick Taylor, year, um, yeah. I'll tell you, as a favorite, I'm really, and this is kind of what I just said earlier, I'm not going back to recent form. You just look at the way he plays around Pebble Beach. I think he's had, oh, I got someone at the door. Can we hold on one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Sorry, your chocolate. One second. Yeah, one second. <laughs> oh man, this is uh, this is the stuff dreams are made of. You know, you get uh, you get a former PJ Tour player, you know, a commentator on the ground, ready to make some bets. You know, it's building in anticipation. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm ready now. All right, so uh, it gives me, it gives me a good chance to refill my beer here. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. perfect. All right, well, I'm back, but I'm going <laughs> off. A, I'm going on a guy. I think he's. You can find him anywhere around thirty to one, thirty-three to one, somewhere around there. Just, but he. Has, he's never won at Pebble Beach, but he top tens, it seems like, every single week. And I just – at some point, Jason Day is going to start playing golf like the Jason Day old, and I, I just love him this week. Me and Pat just made a bet on on Jason Day earlier in the show. I'm on him, Pat's not. We just made a bet about it. Okay. Well, good. Good for me. Yeah. Um, okay. As far as yeah, a good dark for, horse, Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. As far as a dark horse, um, this guy, I just – I play a lot of golf with him. Uh, he's – you know, he went to school down the road and – um, at Berkeley, and I just I'm such a big fan of this guy. I just think the sky's the limit for him. I think he's going to do big things whenever he actually realizes how good he is. And he's going off at 50 to one. I saw, and that's Max Homa. Yeah, mm. yeah, love, love Max. It. We both like Max. Who doesn't like Max? Everybody likes Max. Yeah, I think he's ready. You, I think he's once ready to he win another one. Out that he's one of the best in the world. Um, it, his career could really take off. Something to that confidence, huh? And that just feeling like you you belong, yeah. in, not just out there, but in the winner's circle that I think, you know, we've seen it turn on for some guys. That's awesome. Totally. Um, awesome, Colt. We appreciate your time. Before we get out of here, man, tell us what's going on with Golf Subpar. 
tell us anything new coming on with you, what people need to look out for uh, on Golf Subpar or Gravy in the Sleeves or whatever else you got cooking because you're doing so much right now. I don't even know. Help people yeah, keep up with you. We got, I mean, we get, we're on, you know, Gravy in the Sleeves is on Sirius XM, uh, XM 92, Sirius 208 every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 12 to 2 Eastern. Um, having a blast with, with the sleazy man, Drew Stoltz, doing that. And then Subpar is just taking off. It's going better than I think we ever thought it thought it would. We filmed two episodes last week. Our episode tomorrow comes out. It's Billy Horschel, which he is very, very entertaining and yep. likes to talk as much as we do. And then we had we got a real treat um, the following Tuesday. You know, we're we're Team USA all the way, but we got to sit down with European Ryder Cup captain Podrick Harrington for about an hour and oh, a half, nice. and he is just awesome and so much fun to so much fun to talk to. He's got great stories and just goes i mean we at the end we're just like okay it's been like an hour and a half this is we probably gotta stop yeah man i bet he's got some good stories he's actually i actually looked at him a little bit this week he's he's game's kind of coming around and if this place gets difficult windy and nasty i think padre can be an interesting uh maybe dfs pivot or just bomb at like 300 to one um yeah, steve stricker played well last week so what about padre here played he great be- yeah padre Heron. i mean you just never know with Podrick. i mean yeah he uh I mean, like I said, sitting down and talking to him about his whole career and everything. I mean, he played – I mean, he was one of those guys that played the best golf in the world for 18 months and just went on an absolute tear. Yeah. Cole, so we appreciate it, man. Uh, tell tell Sleazy, you know, Sleazy man that uh, we said thanks for thanks for letting us borrow you a little bit. You guys get a lot of time together. Y'all spend more time together than me and Pat. Um, uh, I don't I, know how – I don't know it, how that works. It's, it's nice for me to go on the road every once in a while and get away from the sleaze, but we can still talk over Zoom and all that. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a relationship, that's for sure. You hung out you hung out with our boy Fleener last week too, didn't you? Did you hang out with Fleener last week a little bit? He, he stayed at my house for a few days. Yeah, yeah. sure did. He's the best. So yeah, he be is. Yeah, he was on a couple weeks ago. Um, well, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, doing some great things with uh, Golf Subpar, gravying the sleaze, and the broadcast stuff is just taking off. You need to be out there every week. I don't care who has you under contract. You just need to be out there every week, okay? Well, there's going to be a lot of them. Just it'll it'll pick up uh, pick up this spring quite a bit. Yeah, you don't want to be in. You, you mean you don't want to be in like 48 golf events a year, like walking no, around? No, that's a little uh, too many. But okay. I, I love being out here. It is a blast. Colt Nost, we appreciate it. Everybody follow him at Colt Nost on Twitter, Instagram. Check out Golf Subpar. Colt, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the Tour Junkies podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you on again. Anytime. Thanks, guys. See you, man. Enjoy Thanks, Colt. Colt Nost, everybody. That was a good time. We're going to try to bring some, you know, some guest pickers, some celebrity pickers. They may be in the golf world. They may not be. Sometimes We might surprise you. We're going to bring on some listeners as well. Uh, so it's good, a, good, a good time. I appreciate Colt hopping on and doing his thing. He's a busy guy. Pat, uh, let's get into the 6K range. That's where we left off on DraftKings. There's not a lot of, for me to talk about here. I mentioned Harrington a little bit, which is, you know, he kind of brought up. I do think there's something to that that Padre uh, play. Other than that, man, I know I talked about him last week. I feel like I'm Pat 2017, where every week I talked about JB Holmes. But when you look at, oh, gosh. but when you look at guys in this range, you're hard pressed to find somebody that has played this golf course more and played it, you know, better in the 6K range uh, over his career than J.B. Holmes. He loves his place, loves POA. Um, Colt talked about how long it's going to play. That's going to benefit J.B. And you get him at such a cheap price. And he does have win equity if he has a good week. He just does. So if you're going to dip down in here, and I said at the top, I don't love this range. I'm going to have – I am not. I don't see myself having a lot of lineups with, with anyone in here. But if I were going to go down there, J.B. And then I just – Davis Riley, because – 
he's kind of the devil we don't know, right? Like a lot of these guys down here, we know, we know that we know who they are. And like Davis Riley's this shiny new collegiate Southern stud object that we all want to see pop off. And he's kind of lackluster so far, but he's getting his feet wet. He's got limited opportunities to come out here on the PJ tour and play well. So, you know, he takes every week extremely serious and, and ready to do something. And so, just being the again the devil I don't know but maybe has some upside I think Davis Riley's the only other name in here I'm kind of interested in yeah I don't mind Riley um he he kind of burned us a little bit because I had a had a bet on him to finish top 20 and that didn't pan out so well last week but I don't mind him you know a few guys that I'll talk about here and look this is one of those courses where you can just get the 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 specialist I would say for your shorter courses and 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 that is going to be like like a guy like Brian Gay, who's 6,600, or a guy like yeah. Jim Herman, who's also 6,600. I think those are two guys that this course fits well. Um, it's just it's just their games are, are perfect here for a shorter course. So I like those two. And then Roger Sloan at 6,800. You know, he's a good ball striker. He's he's top 50 in the field in strokes gained approach and around the green. Uh, so I think Roger Sloan could be a, a good little, you know, flyer play there. He's made his last two cuts. Um, but look, I, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this range. And, you know, maybe as we get closer to Wednesday and we get into the nut hut and we see some of these these sharper guys that we got in the nut hut, maybe they'll find some, yeah. some better plays in here in the 6K range. But those are just a few that kind of pop for me right off the bat. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's slim pickings down there. Yeah. I mean, it, on the Davis Riley thing, it, I mean, he finished like forty something in a, in the strongest field. I think the waste management's seen in a while. I think wasn't it? It was a pretty strong field last week. So it was very strong. I mean, I, I like Riley a lot. A, there's a um, chance. There's a okay. chance. Okay, let's uh, let's get into talking a little bit about sports. The sports book early look, outright top twenties, that kind of thing um, for the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro No Am. Pat, uh, you know, ankle to the putter, ankle putter to the ankle, I guess, is actually what it should be. If, if you get this wrong, you get hit in the ankle with a putter. Who's it going to be? For me, it's Francesco Molinari at 33-1. to 1. I don't know that that value sticks around much longer. I think he's going to get bet down. I think he's going to get bet shorter than that. Uh, you talked about him in the DFS portion. I do like him at 33-1. to 1. I think that's an interesting number. Now Colts got me all jazzed up about Jason Day as well. At first, I was just thinking Jason Day for DFS for like a, you know, kind of a maybe low-owned GPP play, but maybe he's not going to be low-owned. Now I'm looking at him at 30-1 to 1 and thinking I may jump on him at 30-1. to 1. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. I was going to say Daniel Berger there at 18-1 to 1 on points bet. Uh, he's probably the shortest odds guy that I would go there at, with, uh, with Berger. Um, you know, uh, this deep into the show, you might need a snack. You might need to have a snack. You might be getting hungry. You might be getting hangry and healthy snacks have a bad reputation. Let's just be honest. They don't taste very good. So this episode sponsored by our friends at Monk Pack. They make snacks that taste like our, fa your favorite sugary treats, but only one gram of sugar or less. They have keto granola bars that contain just one gram of sugar, two grams of net carbs, and only 140 calories. They're the perfect snack anyone trying to eat a little better, cut back on the sugar, the carbs, without sacrificing the taste. You know, I've been trying to keep the girlish figure down, get that six-pack rolling, and the, uh, the keto granola bars help with that. they got a soft and chewy texture, which we all love. Pat, you're kinda, you, you, you like soft and chewy. They come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip. That's, that's a bunch of cocos, you know. They got honey nut, blueberry, almond, vanilla. Personally, 
I like honey nut. Just two flavors, nice and simple. Honey and nut flavor. That's what I like. Don't make jokes about that in the chat. Um, they're perfect for a quick breakfast in between Zoom calls, late night treat, whatever. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, you know, uh, non-GMO. I'm not sure what that means. No soy, trans fat, no sugar alcohols or artificial colors. They taste great. They beat the low sugar nutrition, and they taste, uh, they taste awesome. So get Monk Pack delivered right to your door. Try it for yourself, and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. You get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting MonkPack.com and entering our code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to MonkPack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product then enter the code TOURJUNKIES at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank Monk Pack for sponsoring this amazing podcast. And it is amazing. And the chat's amazing again because I now know that GMO means genetically modified organisms, DB. So. That's, that's fantastic, man. I'm really excited mm. about that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um Anyway, uh, I got to say real quick while we're up here in the shorter numbers, I think Will Zalatoris is your like beats by Dre outright pick of the week. Overpriced AF. Listen, I love Will Zalatoris. We've talked him up in the last couple of shows. We talked about how a, a certain caddy texted us about how amazing he's going to be. He's going to be a I get all that. At 25 to 1, and I know it's a weak field, I, I at least want to see Will in a final group maybe the second to last group on a Sunday, get getting close, right? And when you look at, you know, the names behind him, and we know that Pebble is a place where course history seems to matter more than a lot of other places. You know, even Colt referenced it. Um, he, he has none, right? Now, he's a West Coast guy. I'm sure he's played, but he has no tournament history here at Pebble Beach. He doesn't have that. But to see him price shorter than guys like Jason Day, Francesco Molinari, um, it, it's a little, it's a little short for me. I, I think he's a little overpriced. Do you, do you have anybody that you think is overpriced here? Well, I was going to say, I think, I think Zalatoris is, and you're right. I mean, it's a very good point there because, yes, we have seen him play well in a lot of tour events, or at least the ones that he's gotten starts in. But he's, he still isn't, you know, he's, he hasn't really been in contention, you know, at the very end. And so I just don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of paying, you know, twenty five to one for him. Um, outside of that, I don't know if there's anybody else that's necessarily that overpriced up here in this, in this, uh, field. I mean, it's okay. just so weak, but, um, I didn't mention Cam Davis in the DFS side, but I think that is because he will be a little high owned for me. I don't love, you know, I don't love him as much as I normally would because he can't really, maximize the driver here now he may be able to a little more so than than at other times with the the conditions that we're looking at be at, at maybe seeing here at pebble but 50 to 1 I, i'm not I, fear of missing out like i'm gonna put something on cam davis because i've just i've bet him so much that i need to be on him when he wins so you need to be on him yes i okay. do i need to be on him and i will be i will have a, a portion of my unit on him at 50 to 1 Okay. That's betting lingo. That's just betting talk. Um, but I do like okay. one, and then I like Norlander at fifty-five to one. I think Norlander actually has more win equity. He's he's been close. We just saw the runner-up. 
uh, a few weeks ago. I think that's even better at 55 to 1. Okay. All right. Um, well, right there in the middle, I like uh, I like Molinari just like you said. I'm, I'm big on him at 33 to 1. I like Max Homa. Colt kind of backed me up a, a little bit, not just on the DFS pick, but as a bet. He's there at 55 to 1 on DraftKings. I think Homa makes a, a lot of sense. A guy I did not mention uh, as far as the DFS plays, um, but I think this is another perfect fit for him and that's brian Harmon. he is 70 to 1 on DraftKings, and actually he is a lot shorter on uh on points bet he's like 50 to 1 on points bet so you're getting a little bit better odds there but um so i like brian Harmon. you hated you you were fading james Hahn. yeah i like him as a bet i think it's 70 to 1 i think that's a really good number we've seen him in good recent form this is another good course fit for him so i like james Hahn there at 70 to 1 and that's <laughs> that's uh, sort of the mid-range area for me. Okay, uh, I'll go. I like Brendan Steele a little bit at 70-1. to 1. I didn't talk about him in the DFS side, but a California guy. Um, yeah, I, I like Steele. I think this place is interesting. I like the win equity at 70. I think that's a good number. We talked about Joel. This is a week to get on Joel and play Joel Damon at 100-1, to 1, maybe to get that first PGA Tour victory. We know that he's feeling good about this week and ready to roll, so I think that's uh, an interesting one. As we get into that 100-plus 100, 100 number, um, I'm not, I, just like I don't love the 6K range in terms of DFS, I don't love a lot of like really long bombs here. Thank God Luke List withdrew and saved me, you know, half a unit there, quarter unit. Um, but I like, you know, I, I like Hubbard. I talked about him in the DFS portion. I like Hubbard at 125 to 1. He's also 3.5 to 1 uh, for a top 20. Saw him as a first round leader last week at Waste Management, and finishing 30th. Loves this place. Like I said, got engaged here. Played Spyglass a ton, played Pebble a ton. Uh, so I like Mark Hubbard. I think there's some win equity there. Um, I, I like, I kind of like Rafa Cabrera Bello at 125 to one as well. Playing good over on the European number. tour, just doing doing under the radar a little bit, but playing okay on the European tour. Comes here to a place at Pebble where he's got a few top 25s, maybe a couple top 30s in the last couple of years, and you know is also can also play well in windy conditions according to fantasy national. So I like Rafa at, at 125 to one. He's also three and a half to one as a top 20. And then I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard from our source on Ryan Moore at 200 to one, but again, if I'm looking at a guy that's a proven PJ tour winner, that if you just look at his total body of work over his PJ tour career and what he does well, pebble seems to fit him. Okay. Now he's not playing great right now, but Colt just talked about a guy being able to turn it around like that. At 200 to 1, that feels like a very long number for Ryan Moore. So maybe he could turn around. And then JB Holmes is 400 to 1. My God. I mean, 400 to 1, JB Holmes, he's 8 to 1 to top 20. I, I definitely like that number a lot better. Uh, your boy Brian Gay, who you just talked about, is also 400 to 1 and 8 to 1 as a top 20. So those are, those are some interesting numbers, mainly for the top 20s, but, you know, a little, you know, 20, you know, 0.2 units on JB Holmes at 400 to 1. Okay. All right. Well, a couple here that I'll give you. Uh, I mentioned Chris Kirk as far as uh, the DFS play. I like him at 100 to 1. Uh, also, I like 
I like some Scott Stallings. He's coming off of a yeah. decent week uh, last week, and he is also at 100 to 1 on points bet and had you know, some great, good success here. I mean, he did miss the cut last year, but before that, he had a third in 2019. He was seventh in 2018. So I think Stallings is uh, this is a good course for him. You're getting him at 100 to 1. So I like him there. I'm surprised you didn't mention Stuart Sink. 125 to one, Stewart Sink. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I mean, you know, Stifler's he's uh, he, he's won recently. I, I think he he makes a lot of sense there at that number. And then I'll go long shot Nate Lashley at two hundred. I, I knew you were going to gonna name Nate Lashley. I knew it was coming. I like him. I like him there. And you know what? He's on some of the other books I've looked at. He is a lot shorter than that. So I think it's just the I I like the uh, you know the value you're getting there at two fifty to one. So there you go. Oh, man. All right, uh, Pat, that's that's a wrap on the AT&T Pebble Beach 2021. Don't forget, leave a comment. Jordan Spieth, do you cheer for him? Do you not? Give me one reason why you do, one reason why you don't in the comments. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the like button. Listen, that's an easy way to help us out. It costs you nothing but a little bit of time. That's what apparently YouTube says people should do to help a show get some traction, and that's what we're trying to do. Help, help us, okay? Um, thanks for listening. Be sure and check out the Nut Hut uh, all week, and especially on Wednesday night. All the free written content up on tourjunkies.com. Nothing behind the paywall that is written. It's all good. It's all it's all gravy. And, um, yeah, follow on Twitter. Follow on Instagram. Be on the lookout for Pat's betting card that hits Twitter exclusively on Wednesday evenings. And don't forget the, the win, win Our Clubs contest as well. Leave an Apple podcast review to, to enroll in that. And thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. May your screens be green for the 2021 AT&T Pebble Beach No-Am. See ya! Oh!